Evolutionary.org presents Evolutionary Hardcore Podcast with your co-hosts, Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the most hardcore and underground info in the industry. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6... Evolution Network Hardcore 2.0, episode number 40. Nice round number. Today we're going to talk about getting big for winter with Parapharma. So this is this is a podcast where we're going to kind of talk about how and why the winter time is the popular time of the year for bodybuilders to get big. And, um, you know, some of us live in, in climates where it's warm year round. Some of us live in climates where it gets super cold during the winter, then it warms up during the summer, you know? So it's really cool. These types of podcasts are really cool, no matter where you live, to kind of check out and listen to. And then we're going to talk about our favorite steroids, obviously. We're going to talk about how to use them. We're going to talk about what Parapharma has to offer when it comes to getting big for the winter. We're going to talk about the dosing. We're going to talk about how long to run them. We're going to give you some cycle ideas but you could take those ideas and put them to to use in real life. And that's really cool. And then obviously we're going to get into some diet and training tips that no other podcast out there are talking about. So we really take pride on this podcast, Mobster and I, because we give you the rock solid information backed by science and backed by the evidence when it comes to improving yourself. So you're going to get some really, really good tips on this one that you could listen to a hundred podcasts out there and not get a single decent tip. All right. Cause they, they really don't have much to offer, but we definitely have the experience between mobster and I to give you the best advice here. And we're going to give you some great tips. Mobster is going to go over his favorite steroids that he's used to get big for the winter. I'm going to talk about my favorite bulkers that I've used over the course of my life. And we're going to really, really give you guys some lot of ideas um, and then you can put them to use and really get some good results. So, Mobster, um, let's talk about Parapharma a little bit. And you're a big fan of Parapharma. Let's talk about them a little bit and why you've kind of, uh, over the last few months, really taken interest in them. Yeah, 100%, Steve. Um, so here's the thing, guys. In fact, I even had this question came up in a uh, conversation uh, via one of the forms this morning where people ask you to verify sources, Steve, and they say, oh, do you know the name of this lab? All that kind of stuff. And in fact, I even answered the question much along the same lines as a forum post just last week where the person said, have you used the approved sources? With Parapharma, I have. I I can't say that I know every lab that's ever existed, and I don't even begin to try, Steve. Um, uh, but I am more than familiar with our approved sources, and Parapharma is an approved source. And that isn't just in terms of customer feedback. It isn't just in terms of how the product looks or or, or, or uh, the stuff that I talk about on other shows when we talk about certificates of analysis. I have had specific, practical, hands-on uh, experience with Parapharma in that I have used their products. I did, and you guys, please, listening to this podcast, come on to Evo, go on to uh, my cut log and see the Parapharma products that were provided for me for my cut log. So you can say, I've used it. I know how they feel. On all of those lovely, juicy things. Just by the company where they take, they take samples of their own product and they send these to outside labs for testing. We've even had one of our members on the forum, one of our valued uh, reps slash members on the forum, who's actually done independent testing himself of the various approved sources. Everything that was approved, including Parapharma, came exactly where you want it to be. I've talked about the quality of products. When I've when I've tried the product myself, Steve, no pip. The only reason I was getting any post injection pain is I hadn't jabbed myself for absolutely ages. So it was me being a cack-handed, big-ass motherfucker trying to get myself into position. No problems with the injectables, responded very, very well. 
slightly off feeling because it was the first time I'd ever used a trend-based product, but that was it. And that's that's for everybody. doesn't matter who you are. That was just like a clean product, a great-looking product, and a feedback that we've had, and I can ask Steve this as well. I'll get him to jump in. From other users of Parapharma, and I'm including other people running logs with Parapharma products, been great. What do you think on that, Steve? Yeah, and the thing is, too, their certificates of analysis where they test the gear is is recent. It's not like it was like 10 years ago and they're like posting that. So I think it's really cool the way they have it. And you can go right on their uh, website and you can look at the lab testing and it shows you every product. And it shows you their, you know, it, it, it tells you all you need to know about the testing that was done and that's really cool and uh it, it just verifies that what you're using is real and what i mean by that is let's say you buy one of these bulking steroids let's just say testosterone okay because that's that's the most popularly purchased steroid out there you buy testosterone for parapharma you buy testosterone sipinate you know that it's going to be 99 percent pure testosterone sipinate you buy testosterone propanate you know it's going to be testosterone propanate you know it um how many sources out there they just run out of one ester and they'll just send someone a different ester they'll send someone who orders testosterone propanate they'll send them testosterone sipinate and eh, the customer won't know the difference and you probably won't but that's that's messed up to do that you know but these guys they don't do that they they keep what's they keep it in stock and they sell you exactly what you're ordering there's no games there's no switching the products there's no mislabeling there's no underdose or overdose okay and most sources out there they underdose their products all right a few actually overdose the products and that's not good either because let's say you're doing self TRT and you're using what you think is 125 milligrams of testosterone a week, but it's overdosed and you're really using 250 milligrams. Well, you can end up with gynecomastia. You can end up with cholesterol problems. You can end up with prostate problems. You can end up with hair loss. You see what I'm saying? So their products have the, the independent testing done, not just that you see on their website, but also from forums. We've had veterans take their gear, and send it off to be tested. Mobster, why don't you talk about that? So there was a thread recently, Steve, where one of our newer members was kind of super nervous about buying online. And I was trying to explain the nature of how the business works, manufacturing process, and so on and so forth. So, for example, and I said this about Parapharma before, right? why, why do we trust Parapharma? Well, number one, of course, is the literal the length of time that they've been around as a company. You don't get to stand around for over a decade. They're coming up on 13, 14 years, Steve, without being a trusted source. Because if they weren't trusted, they'd have gone out of business. You literally wouldn't find people that recommend their product. So people get super nervous about their testing. You know, or even a certificate of analysis could be, be faked. They could produce a good batch and send that to the lab. So what do you want? And I've actually seen this on UK forums where guys got together all bunged in a few quid in the pot, as a pot, as we say here, Steve, and took random samples from various approved sources on that particular forum and sent them off to the lab. Now, like I said, you can have stuff that's really good at the beginning and then six months down the line turns into a poor product. So it's the overdose to begin with, then it's dosed, and then it's underdosed, and then it's just whatever they got laying around, Steve, because they've got lazy, fucking greedy, and they're loving the money more than they are putting out a good product. So you don't get that. So what happened with this particular trusted member that we're talking about is he took small orders from all our approved sources, including Parapharma, and he sent them off out of his own pocket, Steve, at his own expense for these products to be tested. Now, you want to ask a couple of questions, two questions, really. One is, is there any contaminants in there? Is it clean? Is it is it a good oil? That's pretty much that, because we don't want any allergic reactions. We don't want no infections. And the other one is, is it the right product and dosed correctly? And all, including Parapharma's products, came in within a few milligrams 
one way or the other. And they were all exactly what they were supposed to be. So for me, not just a great reputation that they've already got, not just my personal experience, but literally someone at their own expense has gone away and tested these products. Now, I've got ins and outs of a dog's backside with regards to the whole manufacturing and the issues that's been there in the past. But like I said, you want essentially a, a, a source that provides you with good, clean, effective product that's dosed correctly so there's no issues, there's no good you thinking you're on a thousand milligrams total per week and it's actually 12 and you feel like dog shit. It's no good you thinking I'm out there killing it in the gym, eating exactly like a champion's supposed to eat. And in fact, you're not taking uh, the right products because it's been swapped around or it's underdosed or whatever else. So you want a company that produces solid product, clean product with a great reputation that even when it's independently tested by our own members, is on point that's exactly what you want from a trusted source we don't have the time <laughs> i haven't got that much time in a day steve to try to explain this sometimes to newbies <laughs> repeatedly because i know and you know what we mean when we talk about an approved source and guys you're listening to this podcast parapharma is an approved source they are good to go take it as a cast iron guarantee the day that they drop is the day that we decide that's not the situation. But it is, right now, Parapharma is a go-to company. I have personally used this product hand on heart, no mucking around, no bullshit, none of the faffing and twaddle that you'll get on other shows. We have used their products. We know that they're good to go. We know that certificates analysis are out there. We know that they've had independent testing. That's a golden, it's a golden guarantee, Steve. What do you think on that before we move on? Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, there's so many bad sources out there. So many bad sources. There was a trend uh, about 10 years ago where it seemed like every other uh, moron on online was making their own gear out of their own basement. You know, and it got to, to the point where these guys would end up forming their own labs and they come up with all kinds of weird names <laughs> for their labs. And then they would start selling it on websites and, and forums and the forums would just not even do anything about it. It was, it was really weird. And long story short, either these guys ended up going to jail or they ended up scamming people or something ended up happening. I mean, these aren't legitimate companies. So you've got to trust you got to trust the real thing. Okay. I'm going to trust a form. I'm going to trust a person who's educated, who's, who's a scientist, who's a chemist, who's a, some type of someone in works, a professional in the medical field to make my gear in an actual lab that I am to trust some dude with a neck tat and arm tats. Okay. Who hasn't washed his hands in like months. Who's on cocaine and meth and all this stuff, making his stuff out of his basement. But that's just me. I'm not saying, look, maybe you guys out there, there's probably 1% of you listening who will say, oh, no, Steve, I don't trust that other person. I trust the, the guy out of the basement. Hey, that's that's your business. But look, trust me when I tell you guys this, go with go with the, the first option, okay? Go with go with the person making the gear who's educated, who who's testing the gear independently, who's making it in an actual lab. Go, go with the Paraforma option versus your buddy who has been making steroids for the past two weeks. And that's the first time they use, they, they ever made steroids. They have no testing or anything. They don't even know how to test their own stuff that they're making. All right. And then they go, they go and they do it that way. So look at the end of the day, that's just how it is. So look, we're going to get into a little bit getting big for the winter. Now here's the thing. Um, and this is something really interesting. It doesn't matter whether you live in the Caribbean, whether you live, in America, whether you live in Canada, where do you live in Europe, wherever, okay? If you're in the, the the Northern Hemisphere, obviously during the winter, it's going to be cooler. Even in Jamaica, it's a few degrees cooler during the winter. The water temperature is a few degrees cooler. Now, where Mobster lives, it's a lot more of an intense change in climate. So, you know, just depending where you live. But here's the thing. I'm reading this study uh, that I got off the Guardian. And it says that it is true that people actually put on weight in the winter. And it's normal. And it has to do with the way we evolved as our bodies store 
more during the winter where we and to prepare to being able to use less crops like mobsters ancestors okay they would grow their crops during the summer when there was a sun the sun was higher and there was more sunlight during the day and it was easier to grow crops vegetables need four five six seven eight hours of sunlight a day to produce photosynthesis so that they can get um they can produce their own food okay so it's very very important for that to happen so what would happen was mobsters ancestors in britain they would produce the food during the summer and they'd harvest it in the fall and then they'd have it ready for the winter store now because you're going to get less you may run out of food toward the end of winter you've got to kind of prepare for that so they would basically they would store more fat to prepare in case there was a famine and they didn't in case they didn't get enough food storage and stuff so it's very very true that it's going to be easier to store bodybuilding competitions they are during the summer mostly during the summer for that reason because bodybuilders will bulk more during the winter and then prep for the summer months and get leaner so that's the strategy that we see now in bodybuilding where where guys will bulk up during the the winter time and then they'll spend the spring and early summer cutting back down cutting off the body fat and looking really lean and they put on a lot of muscle while they were bulking up they put on a lot of lot they filled up those muscles nicely so now they can show off those muscles when they drop their body fat during the winter so another study this was done in massachusetts tested this theory and they did 600 people that they had uh, participate in it they followed them for one year people ate more in the fall compared to spring they got an extra 100 calories per day almost an extra 100 calories they also did less physical exercise when the temperatures fell. So their body weight peaked in winter months. And it said also greater seasonal variation was observed in subjects who were male, which is what we're talking about on this podcast because you, you're doing these bulking cycles. Most of you are going to be male in this situation, middle-aged, non-white, and less educated. So that was really interesting. They also had a couple studies that were done in Brazil and the Netherlands, which showed the same thing. So it's absolutely not bro science and absolutely not a myth that it is true as human beings. And not to mention, you've got Thanksgiving where everyone gets together with their family, has a huge fucking meal. You've got the Christmas holidays, the Kwanzaa toward the end of the year. Then you have New Year's. A lot of people go out and they drink, they eat a lot of uh, bad foods. You've got football season in America, mobster. I don't know when you guys celebrate rugby season or football season, your football season, F-U-T-B-O-L, football season. But the American football season is a winter game. And we, what, what do we do on Sunday, mobster? We go to the football game. We eat all this junky food at the sporting events. I mean, I don't. I don't eat any of that shit, but most people do. Or people sit at home and snack all day on a Sunday and they have a big lunch. Then they snack from, you know, fucking one o'clock in the afternoon all the way to like 11 at night watching football, you know? So that's what we do in America. So absolutely, you're going to notice that you gain more weight during the winter and you'll lose it back in the summer. And as I said earlier, um, officer, bodybuilding competitions road races triathlons all these the bigger ones the bigger ones typically occur during the summer the mr olympia when does it occur during the late summer that gives guys a chance to start prepping in the spring and early summer going into the major competitions and that's when they want to be as lean as possible so we're talking about lean as possible late summer fattest we get and getting big during the winter. So take advantage of that little evolutionary trick by doing the big bulking stacks like we're going to talk about on the next segment during the winter. So talk, I'll also touch on that a little bit because it's more pronounced in Britain because you guys have very big seasonal changes in Britain. 
Yeah, it feels like it, Steve. I'm cold sitting here talking to you. I mean, look, on on I mean, we, we have what's called a temperate climate because we've got the Gulf Stream that come past the UK. So it's actually slightly warmer than it should be for essentially what is the very edge of Northern Europe. The North Sea behind us is horrible. And if you're in Denmark, any of the Scandinavian countries, it's properly cold. And of course, on the edge of the Arctic Circle. So they, they get it a lot more than we do. We should actually be a few degrees colder than we are here. But it does seem to be that variation, as you said, Steve. And we also get sometimes the after effects of the American weather. If it, if you get a, a, a snowstorm in New York, we're going to get snow a week or so later on. So we follow on. But it's never going to be the feet deep that perhaps New York had. Look, guys, we've covered this on other shows and we talk about nature, et cetera, et cetera. So let me cover a few points here. Top professional bodybuilders get very lean. And as Steve said, the, the height of the season would be the Mr. Olympia show, which is typically, uh, uh, it's actually this year been slightly later, but typically September. And I believe it's moving back to September, October of next year. When they're ripped the fuck, I don't care what the temperature is. And we're talking about air conditioned, heated hotel rooms, et cetera, et cetera. A top professional bodybuilder that stands with three, four, 5% body fat will feel cold. They'll feel cold literally just because of the lower levels of body fat. Now, we know, and Steve and I have also discussed this on multiple shows, that the issue of obesity in North America, but in other quote-unquote first world countries, is becoming a major issue. Now, typically, you want a small amount of fat just to protect your vital organs. And specifically, when me and Steve have talked about hunting on the Serengeti and how, you know, natives running around in Africa when man have just literally become to evolve into man and had to go chasing for animals and had to go foraging for fruit and vegetables and, and seeds and whatever else could go for days without food. Equally, think about pretty much every religious festival, including Thanksgiving that Steve touched on earlier on. These are all essentially winter feasts, Steve. And what they typically was is that we was able to store up some foods whether that's salted pork, whether it was sticking fruit and veg into jars and whatever else, and the stuff that we couldn't find in the summertime that we was able to preserve, we would eat it around what we call Christmas because that's when it needed to be eaten by. And we knew in a month or two's time, seeds were going to start to sprout, the animals were going to come out of hibernation, and we were going to be able to eat again. So nature specifically protected us. It protected us during ice ages. It's protected us when it's crazy hot and so on and so forth. So what does it do in the wintertime? It is perfectly normal, and it can be a bit of a head fuck for those of us that like to train and look good, men and women, but it's perfectly normal to put on a few pounds of additional muscle from the bulking, from the training, but also a few pounds of fat. And if you're already lean, a few pounds of fat is fine. It's when you're fat as fuck, Steve, and you add on more fat. That's when it's an issue. But I don't think our listeners are going to be like that. We're looking for that muscular body and we shouldn't get head fucked by the idea of having a few pounds of fat in the winter time because steve's literally covered it in the studies we could talk about historically in the food literally with the food people ate. i can give you one right now steve there's this idea that the serfs the people that in medieval times were somehow obligated to the lords and ladies who owned the land that they lived on and they were hard done by it. And yet they actually ate more calories per day than we eat now. They were up around the 4,000. Now, this would be from cereal crops. And yes, some of the year, some of the time was spent producing food for Lord and Lady Muck. But the rest of the year was for themselves. And they quite their, their sleep and patterns were different. The way that they ate was different from what we think it was, and so on and so forth. It's sometimes a bit of a medal, especially for us that lift weights and want to keep in shape, is a bit of a head fuck in terms of putting on, as I say, this stuff and, oh, we should be lean all the time. No, no, no. You don't live in the tropics. You're not living in the Serengeti. You live in an air-conditioned house in the UK or yeah, Miami or whatever. So it's a bit different, but it's still nature that you're dealing with. So it's a lot easier to bulk. It's a lot easier to get big. And that's what we're talking about today in the cooler months. It doesn't matter where you live on the planet. As Steve said, even the really nice warm places drop down a few degrees and your body naturally changes. So for us, when we're talking about the PEDs and we're talking about parapharma products and we talk about specifically training and dieting, as we will later on, 
We're talking about working with what nature has provided you with. Don't get too out of shape. Don't use it as an excuse to become a fat motherfucker. But certainly don't freak out if you put on a few pounds of fat and allow that fat to actually help you become more anabolic. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's get into our favorite Parapharma products, Steve. I'll let you go first and I'll jump in. So Parapharma, look, they have you covered no matter what you're looking for, whether you want to bulk, cut, whatever. So in this podcast, we're, you know, we're talking about getting big for winter. So let's get right into it. Um, let's talk about Anadrol. And Anadrol is one of the ones, let's say you're you're deep into winter and, you know, you want to really take advantage of the bulking. You want to go from Thanksgiving to the end of the year. You know, you're going to get two big meals. You know, uh, mom or uh, grandma is going to uh, be providing a huge Thanksgiving meal mobster. Then you got the the Christmas meal and you've got the, the whatever holiday you happen to um, celebrate toward the end of the year. Um, you know, that's how it is. It's going to be shopping. It's going to be eating. It's going to be a lot, a lot of food. So let's take advantage of it. Let's get on Anadrol. And Parapharma Anadrol is some really, really good stuff. Um, and look, look, at the end of the day, Anadrol is one of the dummy proof steroids out there because you're going to get some really, really good results on Anadrol. And it's going to be some really legitimate, quick results on Anadrol. And if you add food to Anadrol, you're going to be talking some big ones. So Parapharma Anadrol, it's 50 milligram per tab, 100 tablets. It's called Anadrol 50. And look, at the end of the day, all you got to do with Anadrol is take one pill a day. Take one 50 milligram tab a day. Eat, train, sleep. You're going to grow like a weed. And that's all you need. You don't even have to stack it. So if you wanted to go with a really, really cheap option and each packet has has 100 tablets in it, so you could take one of these a day, monster, and it lasts you 100 days. So you could start taking it. That's, that's freaking like, that's freaking 100 days. I mean, that's a long time. That's like over three months. So really, you would only need to use half of this. So let's say you do a 50 days worth, okay? That would put you, you know, almost that's almost two months so you could start taking it before thanksgiving and it push you through till till after new year's and you could put on a tremendous amount of size just off of that you know and you wouldn't have to use anything else if you were to stack anadrol you might want to stack it with something more mild okay but since we're talking about bulking here i mean here's here's a couple options that you could do mobster you could stack it with equipoise so you could do the Parapharma Equipoise, and you could do the Equipoise somewhere between 300 and 600 milligrams a week, okay? Uh, so let's say you did 300 milligrams a week of Equipoise, and you did 50 milligrams a day of Anadrol. You started it before Thanksgiving, you finished it after New Year's. You would be, you would you got those two big meals that mom, mommy and, and grandma are, are making you, and auntie are making you. That's huge. <laughs> You're going to get fucking huge on that stack i think it's a tremendous tremendous bulker for the winter and a lot of people even with equipoise they experience appetite increase but if you wanted to even add more appetite increase to this mobster you could just go go ahead and add some deca add 200 milligrams of the paraforma deca on top of this i think that's a really good stack those three the anadrol you could use it by itself you could stack the anadrol with testosterone and then you could stack on deca on top of it now you're looking at crazy appetite increase. So you're going to be eating a huge fucking meal for Thanksgiving, end of the year, uh, big feast. You're going to have, be having seconds, thirds, fourths. You're going to have a big piece of the pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's going to be, you know what I'm saying? You're going to bulk up like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you know what I like to do on Thanksgiving too? I like to go. I like to do a nice fucking fasted workout in the morning. Then I like to have my big ass fucking Thanksgiving meal in my seconds, thirds, and fourths if I'm bulking. And then afterwards, I hit the fucking weight room. I do fucking I was going for a walk, man. <laughs> Let me jump in here, Steve. I, I've touched on this in other shows when we discussed Anadrol. And I said, listen, there, there are what we call hyper-responders. And I've actually responded to some PEDs better than others. I hear stories, and I've mentioned this on other shows, 
with Anadrol, we're sometimes just run solo, not with anything else. And Steve's talking about, especially your experience users when it comes to stacking, but just run solo. I've heard of people putting 16, sometimes 20 pounds on these, just on Anadrol. And that's run between 50 and 100 milligrams a day. 50 is a sweet spot for pretty much every listener. And again, if you're an experienced user, if you run a couple of stacks, 100% of the suggestions that Steve's come up with already are absolutely great. I will say, Steve, for the Thanksgiving thing, I never actually done this. My belly's big enough already, so I tried to go out and get some steps in the afternoon just to get the – I don't mind the body fat, Steve, but just to get that belly back down a little bit because my appetite is bad as anybody else's, especially in the winter time. Listen, when it comes to food, who is not having a hot chocolate in the winter time that you wouldn't only with with all the bells and whistles? It's the way that we are. Anadrol is absolutely amazing, Steve. Now, I, one of my, I'm not just going to touch on an oral briefly, and then obviously I've got my favourite injectables. Now, I, I, I am one of those people that responds incredibly well to D-Bowl, Steve. And I'm looking here at the Dynabol 20 that uh, Parapharma produced. So for me, the sweet spot at the minute, and I do very well on 30 milligrams, Steve, but I can go as high as 50 milligrams a day of Dynabol, and that would be literally just on its own. I could, as Steve said, I could I could put that in with some with some anadrol myself. Now I don't respond well to anadrol, but those of you that do will get great gains. I always always do well on Debo. I think it is if I run Debo at fifty milligrams a day with nothing else, Steve. Right now I could put on ten pounds. I've told stories on podcasts before putting for fake Debo to legitimate Debo, like Parapharma cells, and from Friday through to Monday, I was putting on a pound a day. Literally, the weekend I went on the actual product, one pound a day. And typically for me, on cycle, I can gain. Even at this stage, physically, I could put on up to 10 pounds. I think right now, Steve, because I'm kind of very close to being maxed out, I'd still put on six pounds on a very simple Parapharma Dynabol 20 uh, at running at 30 to 50 milligrams a day, I would still put on six pounds on cycle. To me, it's one of those ones I respond well to. If you respond well to Anadrol, go with Anadrol. If you respond well to D-Bowl, go with D-Bowl. And I'm, I, I, I go with what I know. And I know that I do very, very well on D-Bowl. There's also a great thing, and Steve and I have touched on this on other shows, about how you feel. Uh, Anadrol and D-Bowl. I think D-Bowl for me, Steve, is probably more of a feel-good nicer pump better vibe and you know i'm out there in the snow in the cold i want to feel good i want to go down the gym and smash the weights so i love the little bit of bloke that i get i love how i feel when i'm using d-bowl compared to anadrol so that's just a particular personal choice let me jump in now with uh, an injectable and there are, there's multiple variations of the different esters and different forms so i'm just going to pick one out here steve Decan 300 from Parapharma, which is obviously uh, Deca at 300 milligrams per mil. And they do a Susta 350, which is Sustanon, obviously, at 350 milligrams. Those two together, and I've said this on multiple shows, would be absolutely perfect. Now, I just recently did a cycle where I run the numbers ever so slightly higher than I had done in the past. So I'll tell you what I've done previously and probably what I would actually stick to now and what I did recently. So previously, the total was a little bit around the 700 milligrams. I, I can never remember, Steve, 675 or 765. Let's go with the upper number and say it was just short of 800 milligrams. My most recent cycle, which was Sustendecker again, was a fraction over, and I was also using D-Bolt at the beginning and VAR at the end. It came out to about 1,150 milligrams. I think it's the classic, Steve, here with this stuff. If you need more than a gram a week, I'm going to have to question sort of where you're going with this thing. And this was a new high for me. I didn't actually like the new high. So I would probably go up to around between 700 and 800 milligrams total. And for me, when I've run Sustendecker in the past, it's always been one jab of the two together every four days. So that's approximately three and a half times a fortnight and so on and so forth. It's how um, the amount in your system and how long it takes to work. I know that Steve said, for example, uh, with Deca, for example, it takes a while to peak. Uh, I know that when I just finished my recent cycle, I was still strong for about another 10 days. I hit a PB this morning, but uh, that's because we hadn't quite maxed out on legs. So there's an element of how you feel on. Uh, trend, for example, which we're going to talk about, 
Some people feel horrendous and some people feel like gods. I know the PEDs that I prefer. I know what I've run and I know what works for me. And just to give you an example again, and this will be fabulous for a winter bulk, Steve, working with nature. Back in the day when I was doing that sub 800 milligrams, I would go from a then body weight 280 to an end of cycle 300 pounds. In other words, I would put on 20 pounds and this wasn't always comfortable walking around, guys, but I was strong as fuck. I was full as fuck. The pumps were absolutely amazing. And for me, Steve, especially when you're taking advantage of nature and the food, et cetera, that's out there, you're, you're going to love how you feel. I wasn't that comfortable going up and down stairs because 20 pounds is a lot of weight for a person to put on. But if you like the idea of adding 20 pounds, if you want to be the size of a house, that's a great cycle for me. And hopefully it would work for you. What would be your choice of injectable, Steve? Just as yeah, a and speaking, speaking of what you're saying, taking advantage of the, of the food, uh, Tren. Tren is a great nutrient, nutrient partitioner because it's so damn anabolic in the body. So on paper, it's five times more anabolic, five times more androgenic than testosterone on paper. Now, in real life, are those numbers real? Uh, I don't know about that. But it is a tremendous steroid, and it's way more antigenic and more anabolic than testosterone. I don't know if it's five times as much. You know, I don't know if that's a real life thing. All right, but it's much more, obviously. So, and a lot of people don't understand trend. They think trend. Oh my god, trend is just a cutter. Physique competitors use trend. People who are cutting use trend. Models might use trend. Whatever. And yes, Trend is great for cutting, but Trend is equally, if not more better, for bulking. And it's a great option because, like I said, it's so good at nutrient partitioning. So if you're eating a huge meal, Trend is going to basically create an environment within your muscles where it's a sponge. Your muscles just start absorbing things. I view Trend almost like using insulin. Uh, it's, it's like stacking insulin with another steroid, like with testosterone or with equipoise or one of the other major steroids, the testosterone derivatives that are out there, because that's what using, you know, you use some insulin, okay, before a meal, then you eat the meal and your body can nutrient partition that insulin and shuttle it into the muscles. Well, trend does it on its own. So when you're using trend, you'll even feel those jittery side effects, the hypo feeling and all that stuff. That's not your imagination. It's that trend is acting like such a sponge in the body that if you're not getting enough food, you're not getting enough carbs, you'll start feeling those side effects. You'll get those night sweats. You'll get that, that those side effects of feeling fatigued and, and those types of issues. And it's a combination of that and also putting on so much size at once and so much strength at once. So Trent is a great bulker during the winter and you're going to be able to take advantage of those huge winter time and fall uh, meals that you're eating. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. So a dosage of Trent, you know, the average dose of Trent is typically going to be 350 milligrams a week. That's what's historically considered the norm. So if you're using Trent Ace, Guys will like to do 50 milligrams a day. If you're using Trend E, you'd obviously just pin it twice a week, no problem. But really, anywhere from 200 Monster up to 400 or more milligrams a week of Trembolone would be the dosage. Now, what can you stack with Trend out of these uh, big winter cycles? Now, Parapharma, they have both the Trembolone Acetate, they have the Trembolone Enate, they also have Trend Blends. So you can go on in their website and check it out. In trend situation, you can stack some 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 testosterone if you want. So you could do, if you were to stack testosterone with it, I would drop the trend dose down a little bit and then add in the testosterone. So if you're doing 400 milligrams of trend solo, you drop the trend to 300 milligrams and then go ahead and add like 150 milligrams of testosterone. All right. Now, if you wanted to add something like equipoise, I would do double. So if you drop the trend dose down from 400 to 300, I would go ahead and add 300 milligrams of equipoise. You see what I'm saying? So you kind of get that yin and yang effect. And another one too, Mobster, if you want the big winter bulk stack, yeah. is DECA. 
with trend. Oh my gosh, Parapharma Deca with Parapharma Trend. That's the ultimate bulker where you're going to get big and strong and it's you're going to be a, a, a machine on this stuff. If you're eating these big meals and you're combining it, eat big, lift big, sleep big, you're going to grow like a weed during the winter. Go ahead. Yeah, there's, there's two things that occur to me, Steve, and I've mentioned this on another show. I I literally, my cut stack that I mentioned earlier on was the first time it was cut stack 150 from Parapharma includes 50 milligrams of trend. It's the first time I'd used it. And I was doing the equivalent of uh, 225 milligrams of trend per week, along with the other two uh, uh, ingredients, shall we say, for the cut 150. Recomposition of trend. I'm on a diet. I'm losing weight. My belt size has gone down one notch. And it stayed. This is crazy, Steve. I'm 330-something pounds this morning, and I'm still at a notch down on my belt. I still feel like I've got to push my belly out against my weight belt doing what I was doing in the gym this morning. So that's fantastic. And I actually started to add muscle on a diet, on a deficit with more cardio. I was barely hitting my macros, and I was using the cut 150. So if I had growing on a cutting product, Steve, Fuck knows what would have happened if I'd have run the trend at the kind of numbers you're suggesting. The second thing I was thinking of, Steve, was that Parapharma do a trend mix 350. They've actually done some of the work for you in terms of a 100 milligrams per mil of trend and 250 milligrams of test in anthate. Now, I've said this before, and this is, again, one of those, I've got affinity for certain PDs over others. Anadrol does nothing for me. Other people got absolutely blown up like a balloon. Trend could be God for one person and not not something they want to use for the next person, just because of the sides. So as a classic example here, Steve, uh, Enanfate, my buddies loved Enanfate. When we were doing the strongman stuff back in Gloucester, all of us was using the same source. All of us was using the same product. And I was the only motherfucker there was getting nothing out of it. But everybody else in that room was getting bigger and stronger on a steroid stack, which included testing Enanfate. So like I said, Parapharma's Trend Mix has the, the trend and the Enanfate in a single product for you. This is what a lot of the companies, including Parapharma, are doing. They're saying, listen, we know what you want. We know the stacks that you guys buy. We know the combinations that you, you, you guys like to use. We've saved you money by mixing the product ready for you. And Parapharma has 100% got two or three products. That's exactly like that, Steve, where the Cut 150 is one, as others that do a, sim a similar product, but with bigger milligrams amounts. And the Trend Mix 350 here from Parapharma is another where they've done the work. How would I run that? Now, as I said, I don't personally do well with Trend I don't know why, but my buddies loved it. But if I did do well, I'd probably do about two and a half mil a week of this, Steve. That would be around 800, 900 milligrams total per week. That, for me, is a perfect place to be. And I think, especially with the right combination of training, I already know that I actually recomposition and add muscle on a cut on trend. So putting it with something else that's going to help you bulk up, putting something else that's going to be strong would be absolutely ideal. Steve's twist just now. Do you know what I'd actually worry about, Steve? Not about getting too big. That's never really a problem. The, the body weight thing, maybe, because I need train you do need to kind of prepare for it with cardio. I actually think I would be worried about getting too strong. If you guys, and I'm kind of there or thereabouts, and I know Steve is because we've got very similar numbers on some of our bigger lifts. If you, your younger guys are running the stack suggestion that Steve come up with, I'd have you try to be as strong as possible before because I don't want you getting pec or bicep or quad tests. That's how fucked up strong you guys could get. When you go, it's like, and I used this analogy the other day, Steve, some of the stacks that we're talking about, if you put in, it's like having a standard car and then putting a turbo in or a supercharger in. You're suddenly going a lot faster. You're a lot stronger. You've blown up so quick. It can actually be a little bit uncomfortable. But for those of you that are experienced, they know how it's supposed to feel. They're ready to rock and roll. Our base strength is kind of high already. We're not a million miles away from peaking out on a power that we can put down. So I think Steve used the analogy of talk. Some of these products, your talk is going to go through the roof. You are just going to be able to do stuff that was difficult before, easy, and you're going to be getting up into big, big numbers. So, yeah, it's stuff like that, Steve. Other choices. 
there's a Sesto enanthate with 400 milligrams. I'm not a fan of high-dose products, but some of you are. And again, my buddies would absolutely love this particular one, Steve. What would I run that with? We've already said one of my favorites, and I talked about Decker earlier on, is Sustanon. There's a Susta 350. Why? Sustanon is a combination, I think depends which company you buy this from, but typically three to four esters of test, slow, medium, and long-acting. It's another one that's going to be in your system for ages. And for me, it's that magic combination. You, you guys with experience will have particular combinations that you absolutely love. What we're looking at here for is a bulk. We want you to get as big and strong, kind of like fucked up looking. You're not looking for six-pack geese. You're not looking for Serratus here. You're not looking for those tiny little show muscles to be popping. You're just looking to be as big as a house. To use the modern vernacular, Steve, full as fuck. Almost, almost, Steve, kind of bloated. And for me, the Susten on the Deccan 300 and the Susten 350, that combination that I touched on earlier on, I would be full as fuck. Uh, I was full as fuck. I've got my all-time high body weight, 336 pounds recently. Talk about your experience of bulking right up, Steve, and the best combination that you've had in the past. Yeah, so overall, if you want the old-school bulking stack, and, you know, Mobster and I have touched on these before, it would be... Uh, the 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 classic Diebel test and Deca, and uh, with that one, thirty milligram a day Diebel early on in the cycle kickstarted the first four weeks, and then you're going to be running in conjunction Deca, three to four hundred milligrams of Deca, and then you'd run the testosterone just straight at five hundred milligrams. So you're going to get a lot of size and a lot of size quickly. You're going to notice your strength is going up pretty bam quick on it. And uh, that would be a 12 week cycle. So you could do it, you know, throughout, you could start doing it. I would say mobster, maybe the at the end of October and then you'd get on it. So you'd be covered for November, December, and January, those three months. And then the DECA and testosterone esters would still be in your system going into even february because that of course has a long ester so that would be the old school one to really get big all winter and you'd be really taking advantage of those different meals and the leftovers too that you're going to get to take home from 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 mom or, or grandma's uh thanksgiving meal that would be tremendous now um <clears throat> also parapharma this is really really important too i gotta mention this is that parapharma also has the ancillaries that you need so you know, we're talking about testosterone and sustenon, with sustenon being, you know, a testosterone blend, of course. We're talking about um, dianabol. It's very, very important. Anadrol as well. Even though anadrol, anadrol doesn't aromatize into estrogen, it does bind to estrogen receptors. So the good thing about Parapharma Monster is they also have the ancillaries that you need. So with anadrol, you can use some, some Novodex. Because that, that will block estrogen from feedback. And that's your best bet with anadrol if you're prone to, to gyno and, and, and uh, estrogen-related side effects. It's a DHT derivative, so it doesn't aromatize. So using an AI with anadrol isn't going to help you. So, But guys have realized in the past that using a little Novodex, maybe, maybe 5 or 10 milligrams a day would work. So Parapharma has you covered. They have the Novodex. Parapharma also has your aromatase inhibitors that you need, Mopser. They've got the aromasin, they've got the arimidex, and they have the letro, which is one that I like to have on hand in one of these bulking cycles in case. Hopefully, you don't need to use the letro. But if something happens where your estrogen gets a little out of control, it's nice to have the letro just on hand in case but aromasin is going to be your best ai and parapharma has those ancillaries you also have your pct products the clomid and the novonex like i already mentioned they also have hcg if you want to use hcg on cycle and then they have the hgh which is the last one that i want to talk about before i let you take the floor mobster and human growth hormone yes it's true it's not known as a bulker, but when you're stacking it in one of these stacks, you can add two or three IUs a day of the Parapharma HGH. It's legit. It's good quality HGH. You can add it to one of these cycles, right? And it's going to help in conjunction with these steroids, help you bulk. Now, using HGH by itself, not a good bulker. 
I I would be the first one to raise my hand and say it's not going to be a bulk, good bulker, but when you're stacking it with these steroids, it can really add another dimension to 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 your steroid cycle. So you could go that route. And Parapharma has a really really good HGH monster. Um, I, you know, and a lot of people have used their HGH, and they also have some peptides too that you could uh, take a look at as well that can help you bulk. But their HGH is called Paratropin. It's 100 IU and it comes in a kit. So it's really easy to use. And the nice thing about it, Monster, is it's affordable. So if you go to an anti-aging clinic in America, they're going to charge you 1000 for this kit, 2000 for this kit. They'll charge you whatever they can because they're trying to get money off of you. But the Parapharma Paratropin, is affordable okay it's less than a car payment for most of you so it's it's a really good option to add if you wanted to uh go ahead and, uh, and give that one a shot so mobster touch on that a bit and i'll take us into weight training a little bit we want to hear your weight training strategies i, I agree 100 percent with steve if you run uh human growth hormone on its own you're typically going to get leaner you're typically going to feel better with your joints but it's one of these things when we we love to use a particular word, synergy. And any experienced user will tell you that when you run human growth hormone with a bulking stack, the synergistic effect, put my teeth in, Steve, is that you will get bigger. And it's great because it's going to make your joints feel better just by repairing the connective tissue. You might even get a little bit leaner, but I suspect we're talking about winter bulking here. You would not. But the synergistic effects of the two things combined the anabolics and the human growth hormone does seem for most users to be a way of increasing size. Now, obviously, we could talk about diet and training. So I'm going to run right into the training first, Steve. Motherfuckers, big ass weights. What do I mean? Right. So I know, because I can find these on the forums, that guys are doing six exercises for chest. I've seen someone the other day doing 20-something sets for just for biceps. I have stripped that stuff right down. My own training is kind of brief and brutal in that particular regards. And I'm a big fan of rotating exercises. Around, so I'll do lots of exercises. It's just not all in the same training session. Might be eight movements for back. Might be three movements for my arms, but it won't be in one training session. That's my preference. But for those of you that are used to isolating, hitting the outer head, et cetera, let's keep it nasty. You're wrapped up. You're wearing two layers of clothing. It's cold in the gym. It's cold driving down to the gym. You've had to have the heat run. When we get there, what we're going to do, motherfuckers, we're going to do the compounds. So like legs, Steve, I would have your squats and your fucking nose starts to bleed. And you could do that all winter long, go from four plates aside to five plates, three to four plates, whatever it is. Get the big exercises, the ones that work the most, what we call multi-joint movements. In other words, Wrist curl is literally just your wrist. But if you're doing something that's working the shoulder, the elbow, and the wrist, it's a multi-joint. If it's working your ankle, your knee, and your hip, it's a multi-joint. So heavy rows, heavy squats, heavy presses. What do I mean by heavy? It's relative. But guys, if you're running a 12-week stack like the ones we're talking about, during those cold winter months, and your squat, I don't know, Steve, even if you're only squatting 200 pounds, in 12 weeks, I want you to 230, 250. Now, the big numbers to aim for would be, this is for uh, deadlift would be 500, squat would be 400, bench press would be 300. You're getting up in the big boy amounts when you start to do that, and especially if you're doing it for reps. If you start doing it for multiple sets, you're definitely getting up there. Overhead pressing, dipping. If you've got good elbows, good shoulder joints, and they're still nice and healthy, heavy dips. Bench dips even, Steve. That's a great tricep builder. Work what we call the compounds, the ones that give you the most stress on your body for the least bucks. In other words, bench dips, is, again, I'll use that as an example, Steve. I'm an old motherfucker. I can get my feet up on the bench. I could probably get in position, but I have to be real, real careful. But trust me, my body weight on bench dips or my body weight on normal dips will be a hell of a workout. Hell, if I start doing press-ups as a workout at my point. So I want you to use the big, heavy lifts. Work on getting your deadlift up to crazy, nasty numbers. Go in there, do a solid hour 
on the big compounds. Don't worry about the show muscles. You can do that stuff when the spring comes, when the warm warm um, start to return. When you start to take layers off and people want to see what you got, they can see you as big as a house. Let's show them that tricep popping out. Let's show them the fucking display muscle, Steve. Let's show those cap delts. Let's show that you've built those traps up in the winter time. I'll also touch on, and I'll bring Steve in for this as well. Steve talked about the food, and I've mentioned earlier on the winter feast and whatever else. So simple stuff. And guys, you can use it any time of year to get big. So here's real simple, straightforward tips I've given before. I will refresh your memories. What I call nutrient-dense food, all that pumpkin pie and turkey and the potatoes and the sweet potato, all of that is nutrient-dense. And it doesn't have to be massive amounts of food in terms of sheer volume, but there's lots of calories in there. Now, for simple bulking strategies would be adding a meal, adding a snack, adding a healthy snack. So you're still eating your free square, but you're adding in one small meal. Literally four or 500 extra calories a day, especially for a winter bulk, would be amazing, Steve. Uh, if you have a protein shake, stick a banana in there. If you normally have three square meals, a late night snack that you can do, which is going to digest over the next eight to 10 hours that you're asleep, would be a few boiled eggs and a little bit of steak, even pork loin. Don't trim the fat off everything like you normally do. Don't worry about the occasional snack here and there. Like I said, guys, gals, it's important that you get your head around the fact you're going to carry a little bit of body fat. Talk about healthy options, Steve, in terms of training, uh, sorry, in terms of food, but also touch upon the kind of bulk training that you yourself have done in the past. Yeah, so I, I want to touch on something that I've seen on the forum the past two or three days, and obviously you probably saw it too. So you have a couple guys, and we love you guys. You come on the forum, you're younger guys. You're really, really skinny. You're 140, 150 pounds. Yeah. Um, you're just starting out in your weight training journey. Five years from now, you're going to look back and be like, damn, did I come far or what? So that's what we want. We're going to get you there. So we love yes. you guys. Come on the forum and do it. But the mistakes that I'm seeing from these younger guys is they're eating the kitty foods. And, and here's an example. And I'm not saying this to pick on these guys at all. I'm, I'm no, no, no. That, I'm the same. Yeah. I'm the same. I'm saying this because I want them to correct it immediately so they can get, get on the rank. So this is this is this is the mistake that I'm seeing. And a lot of you are making this mistake too. Is you'll eat the kitty foods, the cereal, you'll eat the 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 smoothies, you'll get smoothies, the you'll eat, you'll consume protein powder. Okay, protein powders for guys like mobster is one thing, but for if you're just if you're a skinny guy trying to gain. Before you even touch the protein powder, you got to learn how to eat first. Okay. You can't because yep. you get lazy. Uh, they're eating a protein powder for breakfast, a smoothie for lunch, um, a pop tart for, for a snack. Then they're eating let, for dinner. Let me, let me give you one, Steve. One, I have guys, I get it. I've worked for a living, I've been there, there have grafted. But some of you are having a cup of coffee for breakfast. That's what you're having. And then you're leaving the house and going to work, whether it's an office or construction, eat fucking breakfast listen if you're super busy make breakfast last night some of you actually do this with yogurts and cereals that's oatmeal not some kiddie food like steve said stick it in the fridge eat it in the damn car get up 15 minutes early and have that before you leave the house make the food yesterday when you're doing your evening meal and have it today do not have a cup of coffee for breakfast examples again and steve's exactly right you can have guys coming on girls as well but it's usually guys 150 160 pounds six foot tall and i'm eating all the time no you ain't motherfucker you really ain't i i know why you think you are yeah let me, let me kind of explain this a different way than mobster did so i'll give you an example if you're eating uh, uh if you're if you're drinking a weight gainer okay you get up in the morning you have a weight gainer you eat a, drink a, a protein powder or chocolate milk i see people with drinking chocolate milk or whatever what you're doing is you're actually blunting your appetite you're not increasing your appetite and what happens is is your body is not going to want to you know process this food properly so here's you know this is what i noticed i noticed that with me too is they'll drink the, the weight gainer and they'll get an upset stomach or a smoothie. When you drink a weight gainer or a smoothie, you're putting like 20, 30 different things into your body at once. 
And your body has to process that. Your body has to start spitting out enzymes to digest that. It upsets your stomach. It makes you uncomfortable the rest of the day. It makes you feel a little nauseous and stuff. So how are you going to eat your next meal, you know, when that happens? It doesn't make any sense. So, you know, these condiments as well, like we see people like for Thanksgiving, they'll get turkey and they'll drench the turkey with, um, with dressing, or they'll drench it with whatever sauce or anything, or they'll have mashed potatoes full of milk and butter that kills your appetite. So eat your mashed potatoes, just plain or eat a plain potato or a plain sweet potato. Instead, you're going to be able to get more food that way. And then stay away from these smoothies and these shakes and these weight gainers and stick to real quality whole foods. Your body wants an actual it wants to you to consume one thing at a time. It doesn't want you to consume 20 or 30 things at one time, you know? So make it easy on your body to absorb and digest those foods and you won't kill your appetite. So because these guys that I'm seeing, they're 135, 140 pounds. Like I can't gain weight. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Well, you're causing yourself not to be able to gain weight by eating the wrong things and drinking the wrong things. So stick to whole food options, all right? Actual real food, whole food options. That's what your body wants. Your body doesn't want to be fed a blended, like your body doesn't want you to take a steak and put it in a blender and blend the steak and make it a liquid and drink it. Your body wants that whole steak. Your body doesn't want you to take 12 eggs, put them in a blender and mix it with a banana or whatever, it wants you just to eat the, the whole eggs on their own. You'll get more benefits doing it that way. You're processing this food and you're causing the, the nutrition to get, you know, to be deformed is what you're doing. You're changing the structure of that food. It's like taking an orange and juicing the orange and then drinking the orange juice. Well, Steve, it's the same thing. It's the same calories. I'm eating the orange. No, it's it's not the same thing. I don't care if it's the same calories. It's not the same thing because that whole orange is full of fiber, vitamins, and minerals. You take that orange and you blend it and you, you, you juice it and you extract all that fiber and nutrition out of that and the skin out of it and the pulp out of it and you leave juice. Well, the juice is mostly going to be is going to be a hell of a lot more sugar now. So it's going to be less nutritious for you. See, these are little changes you can make. Brown rice versus white rice. Oh, Steve, it's the same thing. It's the same calories. It's not the same thing. The brown rice has the kernel attached to it. The white rice does not. So the white rice, when you consume the white rice, it's going to send your glycemic load higher than brown rice because it's going to be a quicker, it's going to hit your body quicker. That sugar is going to hit your body quicker. With the brown rice, it's a slow acting because it's got that extra kernel so it's going to be a slow-acting process. So it's not going to send your blood sugar up. Does that make sense? So these are the little changes you need to be making if you're trying to bulk up. Eating more high-quality food, and as Momster said, more nutrient-dense food. I'd rather you have a sweet potato whole, add some cinnamon to it, then take that sweet potato and smash it into bits and making it, make it into mashed potato and add you know, add uh, butter to it and add milk to it and make it something that's really hard for your body to digest. You see what I'm saying? And add 20 different ingredients to it. Or on Thanksgiving, how about the the, the powdered uh, mashed potatoes, Mops? So I don't know if you guys have that in Britain. You probably do. They take the powdered uh, potato and then they mix it with 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 milk and then they they mix it. And they're like, oh, here's mashed potato. That's not mashed potato. That's something you got fucking off a fucking packet. That's something off a shelf. That's not real. If you're going to make mashed potato, cake a fucking actual potato and mash it and then eat it. That's mashed potato. You see? These are little changes that you guys need to make when it comes to your nutrition. And stop eating things out of packages. There's another guy on the forum too. Love him to death. He's a great guy. But he keeps ordering stuff and having it shipped to his house. Then he takes it and he fucking sticks it in his oven or sticks it in his microwave and heats it up and eats it. That's not nutrition. You got to make it on your own. It, you know, it's preserved food that's 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 coming in, and your body knows the difference between fake preserved food and real food. So, Mobster, final thoughts. Take us to the stand. I thought it was a great show. Quick tips, then, guys. Pre-bulk. So, learn to get comfortable with eating healthy foods. Learn to get comfortable with eating that extra meal. 
Don't wait till you're on cycle to do it right. Start doing it right now, then bring in a cycle in. Double up on your results. Weight gainers, I've done this, Steve. The cheap ones are 90% sugar. Literally, weed is weight gain number seven. I took this product back in the day. Sugar and skim milk powder. You'd be better off making your own. You really would. Whole food, 100%. Guys, like Steve said earlier on, with Parapharma Support, we want you to grow. We want to teach you how to eat. We want to teach you what to eat. We want to teach you how to train. Don't get hung up on every single machine in the gym. Don't do 47 things for your arms. I would, Steve said this before. Dips and chin-ups will blow up your arms better than a bicep curl. really would. And especially when it comes to bulking. When it comes to finessing, when it comes to the detail, that's when the shirt comes off. That's when those multiple layers of hoodies and, 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 and sweatshirts come off. We bring out the detail in the spring. We bring out the detail in the summertime. You're going to put those muscles on display. But in the wintertime, you're covered up. So get comfortable bulking. Use Parapharma products to support, support your uh, progress. And keep listening to the podcast, but we've got tons of great information for you. And we want you to succeed. Please note, we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only the freedom of speech and the first amendment.